0: Well, holy shit. Hey, everybody, and welcome aboard the Galant Says podcast, which you can watch live now on Twitch, twitch.tv slash says, or subscribe the old-fashioned way, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, which is back up today, which is great, because now I can listen to brooding, depressing grunge music the rest of the day. It's also available on Stitcher SoundCloud. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, rate, review, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In case you've been living under a rock, I've been living on the internet for the last couple of hours. Russell Wilson is not a member of the Seattle Seahawks anymore. I am totally fucking shocked. I did not think this would happen. In fact, I had tweeted a little bit earlier this afternoon, ranted a little bit earlier this afternoon after Aaron Rodgers signed his extension that this just is not going to happen. We're not going to see a quarterback force his way off of one team and onto another. I guess the one kind of funny part about this end of Russell Wilson in Seattle day, and I know a lot of my followers here joining me are from Seattle, is that Russell Wilson... Stole the thunder from Aaron Rodgers on his big-time extension day? I mean, this is a much bigger story. And the details, as Russell Wilson is now a member of the Denver Broncos, per Adam Schefter. The Broncos trade two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, quarterback Drew Locke, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, and... Tight end, Noah Fant, former first-round pick. And a fourth-round pick the Seahawks send back their way. So, two firsts, a bad quarterback, a defensive lineman, two seconds, a fifth, and Noah Fant. Here's the reaction thus far. Justin Dama, 13. Tough day in the PNW, Paul. I missed Russ already. CMAX17 says, hashtag rebuilding time. With an exclamation point, which Justin Drama Thirteen disagrees with, Heartbroken Hawk says, "Paul, so much pain. I hope that you didn't change your name to that today." This is full rebuild mode, guys. Come on, we all got to be in a agreement on that front. I mean, there was a funny tweet that this, that the Seahawks put out. It's funny if you're not a Seahawks fan. Of in Castaway, Tom Hanks' character, who I believe is named Chuck. After Wilson the volleyball slips away, yelling, Wilson, Wilson. But that's, that's not what happened here. What happened was something that took place earlier in that movie, Castaway, where Chuck feels like he is being talked down to by Wilson the volleyball and proceeds to pick up Wilson the volleyball and punt him like he's punting Baxter off of a bridge in Anchorman. They decided they were done with it. And clearly they are of the belief that Russell Wilson is no longer one of the best five quarterbacks in the game. They wouldn't make this trade if they felt that way. That's surprising, and I I don't know why you make this trade unless you really feel like there's somebody that you can get right now to replace him. And first observations here, I just don't see who that is. you want to have a sliver of positive feelings right now, I guess you could tell yourself, well, John Schneider, GM of the Seahawks, went to Patrick Mahomes' pro day in 2017, to Josh Allen's pro day in 2018, even though he had Russell Wilson under center. He also went to the same pro day of Trey Lance. He drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. I suppose you can tell yourself all these things and think, okay, well, John Schneider might find that next guy. But, I mean, there's a good chance that The next guy for this coming season, not Drew Locke, hopefully, not Geno Smith, hopefully, is that the next guy might end up being Carson Wentz. And you're going to see all sorts of just terrible photoshops on Seahawks Twitter in the coming days showing random quarterbacks out there. Oh, wow. Jimmy Garoppolo? Seahawks quarterback? Let's go. Some people are the Cougs, our beloved Cougs. They are pushing Gardner (laughs) Minshew. I mean, I suppose you could go that route, too. Uh, Jake Heaps per Justin Dama, 13, who is, of course, very connected with Russell Wilson. Jake and Stacey show at 710. Still a very good show. Said that Russ declined opportunities to go to Washington and Philly, but approved the trade to Denver. Not surprised about the Washington one. Not surprised by that at all. Somewhat surprised by the Philly one. They do have Devontae Smith. But, I mean, think about what he's going to have in Denver now. He's going to have Cortland Sutton. He's going to have Jerry Judy. And he's going to have Nathaniel Hackett, who I'm sure he looks at as somebody who can get the most out of him, where Shane Waldron, where Brian Schottenheimer, and where Pete Carroll could not. Houston Football 13 asks, dumb question, can a 70-year-old Carroll be a part of a whole rebuild? And did Schneider panic? Panic isn't that far off. I think that they just realized that Carroll and Wilson can't make it work together. And now I really want to know what took place in that off-season meeting between Jody Allen, owner of the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, head coach, general manager John Schneider. I really want to know how that meeting went. Because you would think that meeting would take place and that Jody Allen's going to tell them, look, Russell Wilson's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL over the last five years. Maybe not so much the past year and a half, but before that, clearly one of the best in the game. Did they convince her that Russ is deteriorating? Are they both in agreement that it's not about Russell Wilson being annoying with all this off-season whining that he has done Through third parties. Is it. That they really don't think he's quite the same guy. And they might be right on that front. I'm not going to say immediately. Oh no. They're they're complete idiots for thinking that. But I just don't think that any haul that you would get. In exchange for Russell Wilson. Is going to make you happy. And what you got in return. A lot of things that I'm thinking about here. But you tried a great quarterback. It's an automatic loss in the short term. And unless you have the route to the next quarterback, it's probably a loss in the long term. The Seahawks like giving guys second chances. Are they going to trade for Deshaun Watson? Are they going to go that far? Let's read some questions. Uh, Heartbroken Hawk says, I'd love Minshew. Minshew would be fun, but would he be good? Gardner Minshew. Probably not the latter. Fun, yes, great. He's got a mustache. He's got a mullet. Awesome. He's a replacement-level quarterback that's backing up Jalen Hurts, who is not very good at quarterback. Heartbroken Hawks says that there's a mention that Tyler Locke is being shopped. I would imagine everyone's being shopped right now. I know Bobby Wagner, uh, the last episode yesterday, we we talked about how Bobby Wagner had been mentioned as a guy that the Seahawks want to have long-term. I don't get that. No, not with that contract and not with the way that he is playing. And I would imagine that could be the next move. Releasing Bobby Wagner before the start of free agency or something like that. Or asking him to take less money because he's not worth what he is getting paid. Not at all. Not at all. I'm shocked by this. I mean, it was a bad season. Did you really feel, though, that... You're so far behind the rest of the teams in the NFC West that you got to press the reset button? And I, I guess what's your plan for what's next in totality? Forget just how you get the next quarterback. Look at the head coaching situation. Oldest coach in the NFL. When you move on from a quarterback who is good to great, and I know we all have varying opinions on where Russell Wilson is at this point in his career. You are probably two years away from a return to the place that everyone expected you to be in every single year for the entirety of the Pete Carroll era. I mean, a regular playoff contender. I don't know. You're, what do you have to hang your hat on right now? Shoot your, you're, Best offensive player down the stretch, Rashad Penny isn't even under contract. You're going to bring him back? You're going to roll with Chris Carson this coming season? That's what I wonder about. I mean, you can't look at Pete Carroll, and even as young as he seems and energetic as he still is, I, I don't imagine anybody who has been the head coach of, first off, USC and used to winning, and the head coach of, a team that had a winning season every single year from 2012 on. I can't imagine that guy wants to go back to working with a bunch of young players who are clearly not on a contending team, on a winning team. I just can't imagine that. Uh, Justin Domet 13 says, When healthy, Russ actually performed as well or better than he has his whole career. You wouldn't know that if you pay attention to fan reaction. 12 fans forgot what it was like to struggle to find a franchise quarterback. You ain't fucking kidding me. And I, was, I made a joke on Twitter. I mean, imagine if going into next year, it's a competition between Geno Smith, who's got, I think, a DUI investigation ongoing with him. Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Jesus. That sucks. No, 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 no. Ugh, that would be terrible. And as someone who has followed the Houston Texans for much of the last decade, there was a reason that I told some of y'all Seahawks folks that you guys are a tad spoiled. Just a little bit. Seriously. I mean, some of y'all, the arrogance you had on a year to year basis. I get it. I totally get it. I'm a Patriots fan. I grew up a Pats fan. I expected 10 wins plus every single year. The last 2 years have been weird. They really have been. Cuz even though they got 10 years, uh, excuse me, 10 wins this past season, I mean, they got their asses kicked by the Bills in the playoffs. It was ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. But some of y'all yeah, you definitely may have taken this for granted. You've had one of the best runs in the NFL over the last 20 years. Holmgren era, all you had was a couple, what, one year of Jim Moore Jr.? Holmgren era to Carroll era. I mean, that's about as damn as good as it gets. And as far as coach back-to-back goes, even if you had the Jim Moore Jr. era in the middle, that's that's about as good as it gets. And I I, I know that this is going to be a really difficult ask of anybody to find that next guy. I'm willing to give John Schneider some benefit of the doubt in terms of finding that next guy. And some are suggesting um, uh, Houston, where is it heartbroken? Hawk says Twitter is arguing that people think it might be uh, Malik Willis, but seems like we would need a decent veteran to have in front of a rookie. I think is what you're trying to say there. Yeah. I I think that that's definitely something that they're going to do. I don't know who that guy is, though. I don't know who I want that guy to be. I definitely don't want it to be Drew Locke. That's for damn sure. No. No, 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 no. Uh, Houston Football 13... Oh, excuse me. Houston Football 3 says, the issue is the defense, right? Jordan Brooks replaces Wagner, but they haven't found replacements for Sherman. Adams is very good, but not Pete Chancellor. Anyone from Seattle that would hear you compare Jamal Adams and Cam Chancellor in the same sentence, they would they would probably try to fight you. Because... Cam Chancellor was just different. And you also had Earl Thomas there too, and you add those two up. I mean, finding that kind of secondary ever again, especially when you found Earl Thomas not in the top five of the draft, though it was an early pick, when you found Cam Chancellor late, when you found Richard Sherman late, I mean, that's, that's just never happening again. Um, but Jordan Brooks stepping in for Bobby Wagner and being Bobby Wagner, no, that's not happening. He's not, he's not Micah Parsons. He's not some of the better linebackers that we've seen across the NFL. You know, uh, Devin White, uh, Levante David in Tampa Bay, um, in uh, San Francisco, Fred Warner. He's not that. I, I like him as a player, but he's not those guys. That's for sure. Um, to 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 Justin says, I think it was Brock on Jake and Stacey who said the Seahawks reportedly like Matt Corral, so it could be Malik Willis. Malik Willis at, uh, he's Liberty. And Matt Corral, I got to look this up. I have, you know, being in Seattle, I was so used to not having to pay attention to the whole, you know, quarterback conversation leading up to the NFL draft. Matt Corral's a kid at Ole Miss. You might like either of them, but I mean, shoot. The odds of that guy coming in and being a plus player immediately are low, ever Low. Being Russell Wilson on his level ever, borderline impossible. So obviously this sucks. I'm still trying to really sort through all of this. You know, I thought that the Seahawks would just say, eh, you're here. You're here, Russ, shrugging at every single one of the annoying headlines that came up because Russ seemingly was somebody who wanted to have his name in the center of attention at all times. That was kind of the vibe I got, but they didn't. And I wonder what it was that this made them decide to make that final decision. What was it, really, what, what was it that led them to make that leap? It seemed like things were better, Right. I mean, I don't want to make too much out of the last game of the regular season, but woohoo! Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are on the sidelines high-fiving each other and the Seahawks were kicking the Arizona Cardinals' asses up and down the field, a team that was going to the playoffs. It seemed like things were fine. Russell Wilson said he doesn't want to leave the West Coast anytime soon. Colorado is certainly not on the West Coast. Pete Carroll said the Seahawks have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. I got to admit, I don't look great in terms of making fun of Mike Florio for saying just because he says there's no intention doesn't mean that the Seahawks don't intend to trade Russell Wilson. Was this something that took place towards the end of last year? Was it something that took place during the time where Russell Wilson was trying to rehab his finger back into place? by being awake for, like, 20 hours a day. The reality is, if I rehab all day long, that the reality will be that the reality is my finger will be fine. And that didn't work out. Did it take place then? Really, the most cryptic thing that he did this year after all the bullshit in the offseason that he acted like was nothing and that Mark Rogers, his agent, acted like was nothing was when, unprompted, while asked about Bobby Wagner and him potentially playing in his last game for the Seahawks, he says, you know, I hope this isn't my last game too because the reality would be that that wouldn't be the ideal way in reality for me to walk away. That's the reality. That's the reality of the situation. I hated hearing him talk. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not the biggest Russell Wilson fan. I think a lot of you guys know that. I loved him as a quarterback, especially from afar. He got very frustrating over the last couple of years as a quarterback in terms of holding the football too long not being able to make plays that were right over the middle, there's certainly plenty of things that you can point at and say, yeah, he's part of this. He's 100% part of this as far as why the Seahawks find themselves in this situation. This isn't just the Seahawks. Oh, my God, they failed Russell Wilson, blah, 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 blah. No, R- Wilson had some pretty bad games over the last couple of seasons. That playoff game against the Rams, he was garbage in that game. Stunk, terrible. You're top five quarterback. You can't get Stuffed into a locker like that by the Los Angeles Rams. No matter how good that defense might have been. Like He was a part of this. No doubt. But man, you're going to just move on from this guy. With no immediate solution. And with no quarterback in this year's draft. That's conventionally thought to be great. And that, that does happen from time to time. Sure, you can be optimistic about it. You can be optimistic about every single quarterback that's coming out in a certain draft class and say, well, yeah, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, think about the 2013 NFL draft and the quarterbacks that were taken in that one. E.J. Manuel went 16th overall. 16th. Geno Smith, the second quarterback taken in that draft. Second round pick. Mike Glennon, third round pick. Matt Barkley, fourth round pick. Ryan Nassib, fourth round pick. Tyler Wilson, fourth round pick. I mean, Brad Sorensen, Zach Dysart, BJ Daniels, Sean Renfrey, Jeff Toole. Some draft classes don't have one quarterback. Not one of those quarterbacks was worth a damn. Not one. Do you really feel that gung-ho about your ability to get that player? Why not wait until a year where you feel good about it? Maybe the Seahawks do feel good about it, by the way. I'll say that once again. Maybe uh, John Schneider likes some of the guys that are out there. But this doesn't seem like the draft where that would be the case. Not at all. Let's read some more comments here. Houston football three. Schneider offensive line drafting is suspect too. The free agent acquisitions. I said that weird. Gabe Jackson, Dwayne Brown are good. Yeah. I mean, Dwayne Brown's been great. Gabe Jackson, eh. I think he was solid. Great. Good. I don't know about that. They have been bad offensive line wise for a while. Russell Wilson, though was, I think, very, very much a down player of his role in all the sacks that the Seahawks have given up over the last decade. I mean, he's been sacked 40-plus times a year every single year of his career. Heartbroken Hawk, we have to find a veteran quarterback. Newton had been rumored. Jesus, Cam, fucking Newton. Oh, God. These are the, These are the names. These are the names that we're spitballing right now. Uh, Justin Dama 13. Is it reasonable to think the Seahawks could make an investment on the offensive line, then plug in a rookie quarterback. They like with great weapons around him and think they can succeed. Well, every team is going to think that they can succeed. I would just speak for everybody that, that follows me and my coverage of the Houston Texans. Like the Texans think they're going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. It's possible for them to be the Cincinnati Bengals this coming season. And I can only name off the top of my head being, facetious here I could only name one player on their team off the top of my head before I moved back here because Laramie Tunsil wasn't playing Laramie Tunsil no just Brandon Cooks that's it Justin Reed wasn't playing just Brandon Cooks so it's a little bit of a different situation here because obviously in Seattle you have Tyler Lockett you have DK Metcalf Noah Fant is now aboard so you add another tight end. I, I, I doubt that you're going to bring back Gerald Everett with a trade like this. Chris Carson, is he still around? I don't know because he's been injured again. Is Rashad Penny still around? I don't know. Sure, you could you could make one of the picks that I'm assuming you get from the Denver Broncos. I wonder if both of those picks are in this year's draft class or not. Um, as far as the uh, like when these draft picks take place, I'm not sure if those specifics have been given out on that. Broncos future draft picks. Looking this up online. What do they have? So they have, uh, they can offer you the first round pick and the second round pick that they have for the uh, Rams trade, or they can offer you the first and second round pick that they have period. Cause when they traded Von Miller, they got a second round pick. In um, And a third-round pick. So the Rams' second-round pick is basically a third-round pick. Are the Broncos giving you that pick or the early in the second-round one, which I think is either uh, ninth or 11th? I forget which one. Uh, ninth or 11th in the second round. And then the first-round pick that you get in 2023, since they're giving you two first-round first picks, that's going to be a late draft pick. That's going to be a late draft pick. The Broncos, yeah, they're in a tough division in the AFC West, but... I mean, they're a playoff team immediately. I mean, last year, somehow they schlepped their way to, what was their record last year? I feel like they were 7-10 last year. Broncos record, 2022. Yep, it was, what the hell? I think it'd be the Las Vegas Raiders record when I entered the Denver Broncos record. That also is not what I'm looking for here. What the hell? Um, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, can you actually help me out here? Hmm? Google, what's going on? What's going on? No, no, bad, bad Google, bad pro football reference. Here we go. Yeah, there were seven and 10 all that time just to get you to that, to that point. Uh, more comments, <laughs> Justin Thomas, Jeff Tool, go Cougs. I didn't know that he was Coug. Another heartbroken hawk. I could see them signing Glennon. Yeah, that would be awful. I think Glennon's not gonna be in the league anymore. Uh, Houston Football 13, no, we do not think Houston will be Cincinnati in two years. Houston is still at the bottom, but past the black hole. Yes, I would agree with you on that front. Uh, here's the football 13 gave me the picks. Okay. So it's nine 40, 63 and 75 in 2022. Cool. Neat. Nine can maybe get you one of those quarterbacks if you really like them. So you, I would imagine if you're the Seahawks have your pick at whatever quarterback you want in this year's draft. And maybe there is a guy that they like, but you trade two first round picks to get Jamal Adams. You get, you get two first round picks, two second round picks. Yes. No fan for Russell Wilson. It's hard to feel great about the trades John Schneider has been making that are big budget ones. The ones for guys who are projects, if you maybe that evens the scale out a little bit, or not projects, but guys that they traded for that they didn't have to give up a whole lot for. Carlos Dunlap, I thought Dunlap's been good for you. Uh, trading for um, Quandre Diggs, uh, some of the flyers that they took on cornerbacks. Okay, maybe maybe some of those guys can you know even out for the fact that you have traded all that you traded for Jamal Adams and that you didn't get that much for Russell Wilson. But in reality, it's not. You know, the lottery ticket purchases, the $5 scratch ticket purchases at the gas store, they are not... They're not things you could really count on. And I think in the case of Quandary Diggs, great. In the case of of Carlos Dunlap, great. And I did write that article up at 710sports.com. I mean, the Seahawks have taken... Flyers on a lot of guys over, over time, but these last two trades, you look at them and you're like, what was your value? Why did you value Jamal Adams that way? I thought that in the moment. I thought he was really good his first season, but last year, you know, before the injury, not so much. And then this. If I'm trading Russell Wilson, I think I would want a first round pick in every single year the remainder of his career. And I feel like a lot of teams would actually be willing to pay that tax, right? Suppose you can't trade more than three uh, first-round picks down the road. I don't know if you can go four years ahead of time to trade a first in the NFL. I think they like to keep it as non-national basketball association as they possibly can. Where in the NBA, you can trade alternating first-round picks for a very long period of time. I feel like the Brooklyn Nets have been doing that for decades. Um, But in this situation, yeah, ugh. That's just not the kind of haul that you would think that you would get for a guy that at one point you thought to be a potential Hall of Fame quarterback, and that I would imagine some people in Seattle still do. But clearly, that's the big takeaway to believe here is that Pete Carroll and John Schneider don't feel that way. I I think that they can roll their eyes and and deal with Russell Wilson being annoying for a while. I really do. They must feel like honest evaluation. This noise plus his skills on the field, they just don't add up to us keeping him. Or add up to us being able to ever rectify this situation. Uh, do What else do we got here? <laughs> Justin Thomas, 13. Paul scolding Google reminds me of Coach K scolding his fans on Saturday. Jesus. That was so, so awful. Not just because he scolded the fans, but because he was doing it in sort of a theatrical way. If you noticed, he said, like, look, I didn't – this was impromptu, but – I want to apologize. And no one said anything. And he said, no, no, be quiet. No, no, no one was like saying anything. I think he was expecting people to be like, oh, how- no, Coach Kate, don't apologize to us. We'll apologize to you. The way that he did it was something else. Uh, Justin Thomas says, I like Sam Howell from uh, the North Carolina. Ta heels. Uh, Houston football 13. Do you think Seattle will go after Deshaun Watson? No. I don't think they will. I could be wrong. But if you're the Texans, what would Seattle really be offering you here? They're just going to trade you all the picks that they got from the Broncos? Uh what 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 else what else are they going to offer you? Seattle Seattle doesn't really have a whole lot to offer, and I suppose maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is, hey, Seahawks, like, yeah, or you don't have a whole lot here. So now I don't know what I'm talking about here. What am I talking about? For some reason, I'm looking at this through the prism of the Seahawks, but at the same time, looking at it through the prism of the Texans. If you're the Texans, you're looking for any trade partner you can get, I guess, but you still want to get some sort of haul in return. And I don't think that the Texans have accepted that they're not going to get the biggest possible haul in return for Watson. I do think that, the 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 Seahawks are maybe a team that Deshaun Watson would waive his no trade clause for maybe but honestly I'm not 100% sure on that front um I guess we'll see in the coming days what rumors come out so uh there you go that is going to wrap up today's edition of the Gallant Says podcast on Twitch the therapeutic what the fuck just happened Russell Wilson got traded to the Denver Broncos uh edition of this show if you haven't already twitchtv gallant says is how you can watch this show live interact with this show live if you missed it if you prefer in audio form apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify soundcloud Wherever you get your podcasts, it is there. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, review, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I thank you so much for joining me for this quick edition. Vanessa and Gallant, of course, every single day in Houston. You can catch 10 to 2 on ESPN, excuse me, 10 to noon, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Download the app for that. For everybody who joined me today, yes, pain, I don't know how it gets better. Do what I'm going to do put on Spotify, it's back up, listen to Nirvana, something's in the way, I don't care about anything anymore, I don't care if I live or die, I don't know if I'm making a difference in Gotham, just do what I'm gonna do, so long, farewell, we'll be back at it tomorrow on Twitch at three o'clock central, peace!